Ahoy! I'm the calm known as Hunter. Hello there, I'm History of the Flash, but you can call me JD. And welcome to a Hero Story episode. Uh, what episode is this? <laughs> 50 something! It is 56. 56, I guess. For those of you just joining us on a Hero Story, Hero Story is a podcast all about superheroes writing from Marvel and DC. We usually start the episode by going over the news of the week, and oh my god, there's a lot of news. Thank you, San Diego Comic Con. After that, we go over the comics of the week. Since there is about 100 things to go over for news-wise, uh, we'll probably only get to the comics with uh, about two issues. Two big issues came out this week for DC, that being Batman issue 75 and Aquaman number 50. We might get to that. If we do, we'll talk about it, we'll review it, we'll recap, blah, blah, blah. But until then, we just it's going to be a very news-heavy show, I guess, episode. We have a lot of MCU news with new movies being announced. We got a few DC Universe news. We got a lot of comic news. So we're going to be going over them all, starting with, I guess, live action. That work for you? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, you want to start off with the MCU live action? There was, like, about ten things announced. Seven movies, yeah, I believe. Yeah, that, that's certainly the biggest thing. Yeah, so I guess uh, Phase 4, it's officially happening, it's officially here, it's officially announced, and it's happening over the next two years, from 2020 to 2021, we are getting MCU Phase 4, and then after that, I guess the continuation is Phase 4, or maybe Phase 5, but about 10 things. Well, uh, it's, it's, I think it's continuation of Phase 4, because um, some of the ones that weren't listed, they said, are in development, that will be part of Phase 4, so okay. I think it's going to be like the next four years, four okay. or five maybe. So, I, I was thinking that maybe we talk about them one at a time, going in order of release date, and then we kind of, like, mention the movie, then give our thoughts on it, and what we think it's going to be like, and blah, blah, blah. Sound good? Yeah, that works. Okay. So, the next MCU movie, after Spider-Man Far From Home, which recently came out, uh, will be the Black Widow movie, which we all kind of expected, coming May 1st, 2020, which is later than I thought. There is apparently a movie coming out in March as well, but it's untitled. And I haven't heard barely anything about that, but I did see it in one of the whole, like, pictures of Kevin Feige or Feige or Marvel President mm -hmm. in front of, like, the logos and everything. But yeah, Black Widow seems to be the first thing as of now, coming May 1st, 2020. Thoughts? Um, yeah, this kind of this movie is kind of just like, yeah, it's happening. I'll see it, but I don't know. I'm not really excited for it. This, if it was going to happen, it should have happened in, like, 2013 and... I really hope that they're gonna do Budapest in this because if you're doing it, like it's rumored to be set between Infinity War and Endgame, snore, no thank you. Yeah, I really don't want that. I would like it before Iron Man Two. Like I want this yeah. movie to be set in like maybe the early two thousands or maybe even the nineties. I mean Marvel's usually pretty good with young uh making people look younger with CGI so they can make ScarJo look like pre Iron Man two. Yeah, exactly. And they don't have to do much for that because Scarlett Johansson does look pretty good for her age right now. And she does yeah. some of her stunts, so we don't get to have, like, oh, she looks young, but she kind of acts awkward and old like Samuel Jackson was in Captain Marvel with his running. So <laughs> yeah. it'll be a bit better than that. But, yeah, it's happening. Um, Taskmaster's rumored to be in it. Uh, there was some set pictures leaked a while ago. It doesn't really look like Taskmaster, but apparently it is. I like Taskmaster a lot. I just hope he has an actual skull face if they actually do him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, next movie will be The Eternals, coming November 6, 2020, so next fall, a bit over a year from now. I don't know anything about these guys. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people don't know anything about them. I think, uh, like we had mentioned a few weeks ago on the podcast, it's going to be like the Guardians of the Galaxy, like, not that many people knew about them, this kind of defines them, and it'll probably influence the comics, knowing Marvel, but... Uh, yeah... Uh, we'll see how this goes. One thing is that, like, we'll definitely, like, basically, for these Marvel movies, a lot of people don't know these characters before the movies. People hated Iron Man or didn't know who he was before 2008. Like, he was just some alcoholic superhero that was kind of a jerk to people. He was cool sometimes, but he was nobody's favorite. And now he's one of the most well-known superheroes in the world. So, look at Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Nobody yeah, knew who they yeah, were Yeah, it kind of seems like Iron Man pre-MCU was like kind of like B-list, borderline B-list. So, yeah, it yeah. Didn't really rose him in popularity. Same thing with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Guardians of the Galaxy, no one knew who they were. Even JD and I, we didn't really know. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago on the podcast. But Yeah, we just knew like a few members here and there, but not the, really the team. Yeah, like, who's Gamora? So Yeah, exactly. 
next uh i guess not really a movie but oh i guess what do you think of eternals in general or like are you excited for it? i know we don't really know anything about it but the cast looks good um i don't i think 2020 is the weakest year of uh mcu going forward like looking at the schedule uh, just two movies that aren't really like big hype oh yeah that's meter, a good point and then know, everything we'll else how it goes. 2021 you're right only two movies next year yeah, well, uh, I, don't I, I mean, I'm okay with only two movies, but I don't know. It just seems like these two movies are kind of not that hype. Like after coming off of Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home, you go to Black Widow and Eternals. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. Marvel's ballsy for trying this. We'll see how it works for them. That's a good point. But they do have their backup plan of well-known and liked characters, I guess. Falcon the yeah. Winter Soldier is going to be a, I believe, 10-episode series. Coming to Disney+, Plus, their upcoming streaming service in fall 2020. Featuring the end of Endgame, where Falcon is taking on the Captain America mantle, and Bucky Barnes will be joining him. Not as the Captain America, but as his partner, I guess? No, I don't think I will. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, he's not going to be... Yeah, well, Sam will be Captain America, or Falcon America, or whatever he wants to go by. And, uh, yeah, Captain Falcon, and... Uh, and Winter Soldier, yeah, um, this series is also going to feature Zemo, from the same oh, yeah. actor from the MCU, and he'll be wearing the purple suit that he wears in the comics. Yes. I didn't so, know that, actually, so I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I, I, was watching, I was watching that panel a little bit, so. Uh, okay. Cool, I'm not, a, I'm not a big Anthony Mackie fan, uh, admittedly, and not I'm not a big Falcon are. fan. He's a <laughs> huge a jerk. <laughs> like, he is. The way he talked about Man of Steel broke my heart, but... Uh, I don't know. I'm interested in the series. I think it could be good if it's like the buddy cop type thing that they described. And Zemo being like, I didn't really care for Zemo that much in Civil War. Like I thought it was kind of just average, kind of forgettable. But hopefully they could go to his comic roots and make him a little more interesting. Yeah, I recently rewatched uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War less than a month ago. So it's kind of fresh in my mind right now. So I agree with you on both those things. I think Anthony Mackie is a jerk. But when I watch like Winter Soldier, I kind of zone out and just watch it and enjoy it. I don't like Anthony Mackie, but I like Sam Wilson. So uh-huh. I hope that we get... Uh, just avoid the interviews for this show, and you'll, you'll be okay, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, as far as Zemo much. goes, I think he's actually good in Civil War. I wish he did have okay. a suit. I think that would have made him better. But I thought he does... like His role makes sense. It's understandable. And he plays a decent villain that doesn't fight. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I know a lot of people that like like him, but I, I, it didn't really personally work for me, but I, I definitely get why people liked him. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, after Falcon the Winter Soldier, the next movie is Shang-Chi, coming February 12th, 2021. Did you know this movie was happening, JD? Yes. Okay. Uh, I believe it's called Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, oops, my mistake. Well, JD said it's happening. We both can be wrong, I'm not sure. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this movie was announced a while ago, and I was like, okay, that that was kind of unexpected, but all right. Um, And yeah, um, when they had talked about maybe like a month ago that the Mandarin, uh, Kevin Feige said in that AMA that the Mandarin was real Mandarin, uh, we were thinking like, oh, what would he be? And would he be in like some kind of something with Harley as uh, or Hartley as Iron Man or would it be Morgan as Iron Man like what, what's going on with that where would he pop up but apparently he's popping up in Shang-Chi so it's like oh okay that's that's okay. unexpected <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean getting him the only thing I can say with the real Mandarin is like yeah it's about uh you know it's almost 10 years too late but uh yeah I think they kind of butchered that story in Iron Man 3 but I guess this could be a redemption for Iron Man 3 and that whole terrible storyline of an actor um I don't know I mean the Mandarin's kind of cool in comics so he is yeah he's very cool maybe maybe this could work do you know Shang-Chi is in comics know much about him not really not really I like I've heard of him but I've never read him so I think I've just read him as like he's just there on in team books here and there he's like he's like a karate type character like when they when they say his name like I could picture him from like comics so I know mm-hmm. who he is, but yeah, he's Kung Fu. I don't even know if he has powers. Oh, Kung Fu, yeah. Um, yeah, but the full title is actually Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, I've played Sonic the Hedgehog and the Seven Rings before, so if it's similar to that, I don't think this will be very good. But <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I think of when I hear, like, a number than rings. So <laughs> maybe. Oh, God. Maybe it'll be something like that. Uh, I don't... Is there a plot to this so far? Did they say anything that it would be about? I know they said the cast, which is Simu Liu, Ao Kwafina, oh and Tony Leung. All right. Director um, is Destin Daniel Creighton. 
Yeah, no, I, I know almost nothing about this character. I don't even think they gave anything away. They just said it's going to be Shang Chi and the Mar- and the Mandarin, so the real Mandarin. So we'll see. That um, that's that's so that's basically three Marvel movies in a row that are kind of risky mm-hmm. business. I think at this point they kind of know what they're doing. They're just like people will I mean, buy our movies if we just slap the logo on it. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, somebody said earlier that like Marvel movies will always make money. Like that's why they were like, oh, they could do another twenty easily. And in a way, I kind of believe that they haven't been showing really any fatigue. We'll see post Endgame how that. I mean, it'll take a few years to really truly see if they are seeing fatigue. But I don't know. I mean, the last three made over a billion, so they're I'll chilling be, right now. Yeah, and I'm gonna be seeing all these movies. <laughs> yeah, day one. But, but I think those first three are like fairly. I mean, Black Widow's known, I guess, but I don't see that making a lot of money. Eternals. You know, it's it's a gamble. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy was unknown, and they made like seven hundred million, eight hundred million. So they're chilling. But uh, yeah, you got two unknowns: uh, Eternals and Shang Chi. So we'll see how good their marketing is. Yeah, we'll see. Next one is a TV show again, Disney Plus. That we were this was already announced a while ago, but it's the WandaVision series. I don't think anything was said that's something that we already knew or not. Do you know? I mean, I'm assuming this has got to be said between civil war and infinity war yeah because they have like three years together two years something like that it is elizabeth olsen and paul bettany they will be reprising their roles so mm-hmm. nothing to do about yeah. just wait and see but um it said that i i read that somewhere i, I can't ever find where that was but i read somewhere that tom king was going to be doing the script for this so tom king is obviously known for his great 12 issue vision series which doesn't really feature Wanda. I mean, she's there in like flashbacks and stuff, but she's not like with Vision in the series. But uh, he does have a talent for writing Vision, so we'll see if that actually happens. Yeah, I mean, isn't King also doing uh, uh, New Gods? Yeah, he's writing the New Gods script, but he had like taken some time off from Batman. That's why like Joshua Williamson had to write the price because he was working on TV stuff and. Yeah. I thought I had seen somewhere that he was tied to WandaVision. Okay. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that too. But I don't know. Uh, sometimes comic doesn't go best on screen. I think Tom King is a talented writer. Mo- maybe not. Well, most especially of the time, with but... the thing they, especially with the vision they've built in the MCU, it feels very different from comic vision. So. Yeah. Yeah. It is extremely work. different. I find that MCU vision is a little more human than robot, and comic vision is a little more robot than human. Does yeah, that makes sense. Like, look at yeah, Red Tornado and Young Justice. That's kind of what I expected Vision to be like on the big screen, and he was a lot more human. So, which isn't mm. necessarily a bad thing. I, mm. I like I like MCU Vision. I just I think prefer Comic Vision. Uh, mm. After that, another TV show is the Loki show coming spring twenty twenty one. No official release date yet, besides just around that time period. Uh, I remember a while ago there was a report saying that it uh, they're hiring like a, a child actor to play Loki, and it's going to be narrated by Tom Hiddleston. So it's not, like, Loki's dead. He's not coming back to life. This is all prequel stuff. Yeah, this isn't really something I'm interested in. Like, the whole description is kind of just, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, who wants to watch the little kid Loki run around and stab Thor? Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, not, not too exciting. It'd be interesting if they casted, like, a young Thor. I think that would be cool, but besides that, I'm kind of like, eh, you know, not really interested. Yeah. After that, uh, next movie, May 7th, Doctor Strange, and it's a multiverse movie. Hopefully not like Marvel, like uh, Spider-Man tease, but it's called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Interesting name. Yeah. I actually dig it. Yeah, and it features um, Scarlet Witch, Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch, so. Mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch and, and uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Scott Durkins, Durkinson, who uh, directed the first Doctor Strange, is returning to direct this one. And I'm very excited for this. I think this is my most excited movie on this list. Oh, same, same. Like, uh, Doctor Strange 1 is super underrated. It's really good. So uh, I'm really excited for this. And Multiverse, it's in the title. You're having Scarlet Witch come in, who's also a magic user, hopefully show her full potential. And I'm, I'm hyped for this movie. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I think this is like the safest out of all the movies. Well, maybe this and Thor, but this is one of the safest movies, like money wise and name recognition, especially after Infinity War. I think a lot of people became Doctor Strange fans. So, 
Oh yeah, for sure. He played a huge role in that movie. And then Endgame, he was more of just like a water worker. But big yeah. role <laughs> in Infinity War. After that, yeah. coming uh, summer 2021 will be What If, which will be an animated uh, MCU TV series, I guess, for Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's going to yeah. be about the Outsiders, I think they're called. Do you remember what they're called? The bald guys uh, from Guardians 2 who were with the Stan Lee cameo. Oh, oh, I didn't know that was about them. The Watcher, yeah, The Watchers. It's going to be The Watchers narrating uh, many actors from across the MCU reprising their roles as voice talent. They're just going to be narrating situations that happen in the MCU, but it's all animated. We don't know if it's going to be like 2D style or into the Spider-Verse style, but yeah, it's going to be canon. I hope it's good animation, not like crappy animation. Yeah, me too. Like, I don't know how I feel about this one. There's not much to say besides that. Next, I mean, did you, see the, did you see the voice cast, like who they're getting? Well, they said people are reprising their role, and then they said voicing but it's even, the it's watchers. Even characters who are technically dead, which is interesting, like Michael B. Jordan, who played Killmonger, is going to be in it, or uh, Michael Rooker, who played uh, Yandu, is going to be in it. Oh, okay, so, so there are probably going to be some flashbacks. And then so Jeffrey like, Wright will be voicing if, the what Watcher. If Killmonger, what if Killmonger grew up in Wakanda or something like that? Oh, that's what, what it's called, what, what if? if yeah. What if Yon what if Yondu raised Peter Quill the entire his entire childhood, maybe? I don't know. Okay, yeah. So that that'd be interesting. I'd I'd watch it just for those what if moments. What if is a comic book series? And it kinda came back. It some, was, some what ifs are interesting, actually. Some of them are cheesy, but some of them are interesting. Yeah, it was pretty popular in the eighties and it came back quite recently. Yeah. I didn't read any of it. I remember talking about it on a hero story here when they were announced mm-hmm. though. There's going to be like, what yeah. if Spider-Man became the Punisher? So yeah, what, what if Daredevil killed Kingpin and stuff like that? Yeah, what if Captain America was the Sorcerer Supreme instead of Stephen Strange? Uh, I was at a uh, tag sale and I saw one that was, uh, it was like an, in a dollar comic pin and it was, what if Aunt May died instead of Uncle Ben? Ooh. So, that's yeah, that's that like a very interesting concept to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm interested in this. Not as much as Doctor Strange, but I'm interested. Yeah. Uh, next one, I believe, is also a Disney Plus show. It is a Hawkeye show with Jeremy Renner reprising his role as Hawkeye, and will feature Kate Bishop, who is the female Hawkeye from the comics. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting because um, I felt like they were kind of setting this up with that uh, beginning scene in Endgame where he's teaching his daughter how to shoot the arrow, but I guess that's not Kate Bishop because Kate Bishop is not his daughter in the comics. Like they're not related at all. So yeah. She's just another. I'm person. interested if like like what was the point of that scene then? That's weird to me, but yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, okay. They called her by name, like Marvel. The official accounts like said she's gonna be Kate Bishop. Like it's gonna be him training Kate Bishop. So yeah. they're either making his daughter Kate Bishop or they're introducing a new character. And then Kate Bishop will appear in future MCU movies, hopefully. After that, it is jeez, oh, Thor, <laughs> Love and Thunder. Also known as Thor four, but so Thor. you so you thought Thor Ragnarok was terrible. <laughs> well, buckle up, hold Thor, my beer. Thor Ragnarok, at least had a good name. Like Dark World even has a good name. Thor Dark World, it's a bad movie, but just take the movie out of your mind. Imagine a movie was announced called Thor Dark World. That sounds awesome. Thor Ragnarok, that sounds awesome. Thor Love and Thunder. What? To, to me, every Thor movie has been bad. Like I think the best one is one, and it's only by default. Like it's still not that really great. Uh, but Thor 2 is awful. Like, that's probably the worst MCU movie. And to me, Thor 3, like, I know it gets a lot of love online and people love the comedy, but, oh, man, every time I think of it, I think of Hulk's bare CGI ass, and I just <laughs> ugh, can't get that vision out of my head. Um, but th- I hate Thor Ragnarok, one of my least favorite MCU movies, and the general audience has loved it. It got, like, a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes somehow. So, uh, it's just yeah. we prefer Thor to be more Asgardian powerful serious, like serious yeah. like king of asgard but in this movie we just have what well, there's a lot of i don't want to watch him match. hide his face away and be like i could see your face but now you can't like it's so stupid they like, really like comic thor comedy comic thor like he has some funny lines here and there especially in the latest avengers issue like he's he is quipping a lot more than usual i think this dude the mcu but he still is serious like he is a serious fighter. He understands when his friends are in danger, when the world's in danger. 
But then you get to MCU Thor, and they just really make him an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Outside Infinity War, where I think that Thor was the perfect Thor, he's just kind of dumb. Uh, no word on if this will be like Fat Thor or not either. And no word if the Guardians will be in this either. I guess there's no word. We just know that Valkyrie is returning, and Thor will be in it. Chris Hemsworth. Uh, anything yeah. more to add to that? Uh, yeah, Jane, Jane will possibly be coming Thor. Oh, I mean, right. uh, Jeremy Conrad, I think, or one of the, one of those uh, Twitter guys who apparently has inside leaks said that uh, Jane is Thor, and they showed like Natalie Portman holding the hammer. So, yeah. Yeah, Natalie Portman will be returning after saying she doesn't like Marvel movies. She doesn't want to be in Thor movies. She doesn't like acting in them. And then uh, the well, that's what I said. Like, after Thor 2, The Dark World, she's like, not doing that. And then it was like, well... You know, well, Infinity War you know, did make so much money, uh, and the Endgame did make <laughs> yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, so. then she she had that little brief glimpse at Endgame. She didn't have any lines, but she was in it for a second, and boom, yeah. money. <laughs> so she's back. Exactly. I think being able to play an actual superhero instead of Thor's girlfriend might help convince her a little bit. So she's yeah. back. I'm okay with it. I think Natalie Portman plays a good Jane Foster, and I could see her nailing the role of Thor. I guess she's just called Thor as a hero form, but yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, Last but not least movie, uh, no release date yet, likely coming 2021, I'm guessing around Christmas time, will be Blade. Blade's back. I did not expect this at all. I, man, this like has potential to be awesome, but it's got to be rated R. You can't Disney-fy Blade like... I want to see him decapitating people. I want to see like gory. I, I want to see like how we saw in Blade One and Blade Two, but in the modern age, like you got to do this. This right. is like a pure vampire movie. Yeah, Blade is a vampire who's also a good guy. He's on the Avengers right now in the comics. He's being a lot of love, and now he's gonna be in the movies. Played by Mahershala Ali, also known as Cottonmouth and Luke Cage, which makes now. Netflix Daredevil, not canon to the MCU, which I've been saying forever, but MCU fanboys told me online that they assured me that it was canon because of little references here and there, but I was like, no, no, I don't think it is. And that, well, not just Daredevil, but Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, The Defenders, Punisher, not canon. Yeah. Just little made-up stories. Yep. Charlie Cox, Daredevil. We miss you every day. Every damn day, he's the best part we of the love, MCU. We we love Daredevil season three, three thousand. It's a, I love Daredevil season one and two, three thousand. Like it's a damn good show. Yeah, so Blade could be really cool. I feel like Blade would work better as a Disney Plus series, but only if you get it rated R. So I guess that's why they're going for movie in the hope that they can make it rated R. I just hope they can. Seeing Blade next to characters like. Uh, Thor, I know we were just talking about how Thor's dumb nowadays, but Thor and Captain Marvel <laughs> and Doctor Strange and all that, I think that could look really cool. So yeah, I think he's in that recent Avengers arc, which was pretty cool in the comics. So yeah, I think it'll be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, that's um, the, oh yeah, that's ahead. what's officially announced. But there's also some other stuff that's in development, including Fantastic Four, X Men, yep. which might not be called X Men, um, Black Panther two, and Captain Marvel two. So they said that those will be all part of Phase 4. It's just probably towards the back end of Phase 4. So that may maybe next year, San Diego Comic-Con, those will all get more details. Or maybe at New York Comic-Con. They haven't really given anything. But just little hints and letting us know it's in development. But Marvel saying something's in development is a lot different than DC saying Deadshot is in development. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for the Deadshot movie. I can't wait for the Jared Leto Joker movie. That, that sounds great. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I do feel like, I mean, they own the rights, so I feel like the Fantastic Four X-Men movie is very possible, and Guardians 3 is obviously happening. I guess just James Gunn is busy with the Suicide Squad, so I guess this... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised we didn't hear anything on that, actually. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Gar- we didn't get any Black oh, Panther 2 news. The only thing we got confirmed is that uh, Gamora was returned. I read something online that was like Gamora was returned by Tony Snap, so death... Uh, is undone perhaps oh i saw that and a lot of people were raging in the comments like dude her death meant a lot and now you're just like rewind <laughs> yeah i hope that's not true <laughs> that's, that's like what i never happened we'll, we'll see yeah oh oh yeah and yeah no, that's it for live action uh for marvel mcu so a lot I of mcu stuff coming 
I really want. Yeah, Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four is coming and and X Men is coming, but it might not be called X Men. There's talks that it'll be called New Mutants or X Force or something like that. So we'll New see. New Mutants. I forgot that movie existed. Well, it doesn't exist. Well, I don't. But... I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen now. Dang, I was kind of looking forward to it. Oh well. Oh well. Um. Yeah, that's the Marvel live action news as far as like MCU goes, but that's not even close to being it for the news. Um. <laughs> What should we do next? DC Universe news? Yeah, I mean, DC Universe, we could do pretty quick. Uh, pretty much Titans uh, got a new picture released, which showed us the Aqualad suit, which actually looks pretty good. It's red. Um, going with the red and, instead of the blue. And he's got the goatee, which I'm super happy of. Bit of blonde streak yeah. in the hair. He's got the logo on the belt, yeah. though, so it looks good. Yeah. Um, we also got a picture of Deathstroke, who looks pretty good, but he has a red eye that kind of looks like Deadshot. It so glows. Only downside to him, but I think the suit looks pretty decent other than that. Um, yeah. It's not like CW yeah. level. It's like Robin Titans level, which is good. Yeah. Um, along with DC Universe, uh, probably my favorite announcement of the night, which I completely forgot to mention, Hunter, so I don't even know if he knows it's confirmed. Hmm? Uh, but it's not live action. Young Justice Season 4 is confirmed. Oh, yeah, I like that. Oh, yeah. oh hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't focus on Violet. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you've been watching. You know about that horror show. Um, <laughs> since it's been back from break, it hasn't been as good as the first half. I thought the first half of season three was some of the best stuff they put forward, some of the stuff they were building to, but now it's kind of been a little stale for a little bit, but hopefully it gets better. Uh, but anyway, uh, season four is confirmed. That is probably my some of my favorite news. It's the best animated show like the world building that it's done is incredible and they have so much to build on like little stuff they've introduced little stuff they've teased it's there's a lot they can do like i know the comic universe is the best universe for dc comics but i actually prefer the young justice universe over like the dceu universe so oh yeah of course yeah like, it's so they're good at world building they're having all the kids board around the same time which is nice <laughs> like, uh yeah. barry's kids are like the same well, slightly older than john kent which is cool yeah um next uh i guess that's it for the titan news oh they also showed a picture of superboy and crypto but superboy and crypto yeah. he's wearing the shirt you know <laughs> yeah t-shirt superboy um for also for doom patrol season two they said that it will not only be on dc universe but it will also be on uh, hbo's i guess streaming service i'm not sure hbo um Max? Is that what I, what I said it's called? I don't know. I don't I even know, know what it's called. called but I, I think it's called HBO Max. Uh, but yeah, so that means a DC Universe show is going to be on something other than DC Universe. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if this is the phasing out of DC Universe or just trying to branch out more. I still don't get why DC Universe isn't worldwide Like at this point. like It's insane to me. But Still just yeah. Canada only. Or not, not, I wish. America only. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. besides that, that, that's it for the DC live action news, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Now I guess we get to, well, I could go over the Marvel, just going back to Marvel real quick for the Avengers game was shown off at, uh, San Diego Comic-Con and not no gameplay or anything shown for this particular thing, but Dr. Strange will be in it as a playable character. We don't know what that'll be like yet, but he's going to be playable. So that's cool. Also, they got a huge graphical update. It looks not perfect, but better than it did it, it, back it at... definitely looked like Black Widow looked. Like I saw a side-by-side, and it definitely looks much better, much cleaner. Much better than it shown at E3 a month ago. So, yay! As expected, it will get graphically changed, but changed. But yeah, besides that, is there just comic news from there? Yeah, I think from there on, it's just mostly comic news. All right, let's do this. You want to announce it? All right. There's a lot of there's a lot of news. All right, so let's start with DC. Uh, DC started earlier this week by telling us that there's uh, uh, new comics. It's two issues. Uh, one is it's called uh, Tales from the Multiverse. Uh, the I'm sorry, Tales from the Dark Multiverse. So we're getting stories that like big stories like Nightfall and the death of Superman, but in the Dark Multiverse. So it's so, a different version. So the, uh, the way yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say breaking Batman's back. Uh, this one will be written by Scott Snyder, which is interesting. And um, the, the death, death of Superman, Superman one. will. Yeah. yeah. The death of Superman is written by 
I think Jeff Loveness, but I can't fully remember. But uh, the way they describe the Superman one is when Superman dies at the hands of Doomsday, Lois Lane gains powers and sets out on a bloody revenge. So That sounds interesting. And the art looks good. Interesting. So, yeah, and these are both just one issue, one shot things. So I think I'll read them since they're one shot. If they were like a mini series, I don't think I would, but just one issue, yeah, I'll get that. I'll buy that. Yeah, and it looks like, I mean, I guess it depends on how these go. These are going to be prestige format one shots that will be big events in the dark multiverse, so unfolding differently. So it's almost in a way, I mean, it's different, but it's kind of like DC's ultimate. Like, you can do older stories in the modern age. And I mean, obviously, these are going to all have a dark turn, but. Okay. Uh, pitch me. Up. Pitch me your idea. What would you do? Oh. You're giving. You have to redo something. You put a dark twist. Dark twist. Sorry, on a classic story. What would you do? Um, I'd like to see the death of Barry Allen because if you read it in Christ on Infinite Earth, it kind of just happens. But like, I feel like you go really into depth on what Barry was going through as he's literally running himself to death, and I think you could show his experience after death because. Uh, we all know he kept running and running and running and what he dealt with in the speed force. I think he could do some cool stuff in the dark multiverse speed force. So that would be what I would do. Okay. I I'm would flashing. do. What is, what is your pitch? I would pitch. I don't know if this is dark enough. It's more a good thing than a bad thing. It's got to be edgy. I want to be able to bleed. Oh, okay. Let me, let me say this real quick. Cause maybe you could end up being edgy. Uh, Jason Todd okay. lives. Oh, okay. So he doesn't die. Cause before they, have people phone in pitching if Jason should die or not, and most people want him dead because everyone missed Dick Grayson. So what if he lives, but he becomes, like, kind of bloodthirsty in a way? Like, he kills people as a child, he, though. He be, so, so he becomes Red Hood as a kid. Yeah. Essentially. What okay. if Red Hood became Red Hood at 14 years old? Interesting. I and mean, that's, I feel like that story would start with him, like, killing the Joker. <laughs> yeah, ooh... That's good. Ooh, damn. Let's, oh, damn. Let's Dan Didio, we're coming to your desk. We're ready to pitch it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's that's good. Damn, we just we just made that. Let's pitch that. Damn, <laughs> I like that idea. My other one was going to be just like Flash Blitz, Hunter Zolman kills, uh, uh, just ends up killing a lot more people than he did <laughs> by snapping. More sonic booms. Yeah, more sonic booms, and he ends up killing maybe Wally's wife, maybe... Uh, he ends up killing his own. But I can't remember if his uh, Hunter Zolman's wife died or not, or if it was just his. No, she lived. Okay, yeah, it was just a father-in-law that died. Maybe she died yeah. too, and Hunter Zolman became more crazy. But yeah, something like that. I'd be interested in um, in like the Silver Age or I guess technically Bronze Age. Uh, Eobard Thawne kills Iris West by like phasing his hand through her head. So an interesting story to me would be he kills Iris and Barry, and now Wally and Jay are all that's left of the speedsters, and Eobard is, like, taking over everything because now that he's taken out the Flash, he really doesn't have a rival, I and now it. he doesn't have a purpose. Okay, I like that. So. Decent. But, yeah, it, it's just a cool way that you could do um, older stories. I mean, Nightfall's not that old, and Death of Superman's not that old. Those are 90s stories, but you can do older stories that, you know, do them in a different dark twist. Yeah, and they're one shots, so you don't have to, like you said, it's not a full uh, miniseries. You don't got to like world build too much. I like this idea. I like yeah, it. So I think this could be cool. I think I might actually read these. I'll at least read the Batman Nightfall one because I'm a Scott Snyder sucker. Uh, but <laughs> I was gonna say I'll at least read the Death of Superman one because I think it's a cool pitch. But yeah, I'll probably read them both honestly. Interesting. Okay, next bit of comic news. Um. The bird, there's a new series, The Birds of Prey. Awesome, right? Birds of Prey are cool. Oh, yeah. there we we go. got members like Black Canary. We got members yep. like Huntress. We got yep. members like Barbara Go. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> we got members like Harley Quinn. What? <laughs> um, a, a new series coming from Brian Azzarello, uh, who's a writer who's known for a lot of stuff. Uh, his Joker, of course. Uh, he did um, Batman uh, Damned, which is one of his most recent works. But he's worked with DC for a long time, done a lot of stuff. He's a good writer. Uh, he's going to be doing a new Birds of Prey ongoing, but it's going to be Harley Quinn with Har the Birds of Prey. Harley now, Quinn I will be replacing Batgirl. Barbara Gordon. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a feeling that they were going to do a Birds of Prey series because the movie was coming out. I had a feeling it was coming, like a new ongoing. But I did not see this coming. <laughs> like, I, I didn't. Silver with the bullet. 
I did not see it coming. I didn't expect them to shoot Barbara Gordon again. Like, <laughs> but I'm, oh man, this is um, yeah, this is tough. Um, we are not Harley Quinn fans. Uh, no, nope. Hunter and I. Not many people are. And you know, she's definitely got a lot of exposure to DC. And seeing her at the front of a Birds of Prey series hurts. I mean, I love the original Birds of Prey. I love Chuck Dixon's Birds of Prey, and I love Gail Simone's Birds of Prey. Did you read uh, Birds of Prey like, Rebirth? I did not actually. I I mean, I read some panels online, like when Nightwing appeared, and looked actually decent. But yeah, I heard it was um, good. I didn't hear but, anything yeah. bad about it. Yeah, but that was you know, Batgirl was in it. It was awesome. Barbara Gordon. Yeah, everyone loves her. Barbara Gordon's like one of my favorite characters. But I prefer her as Oracle. But yeah, to see her replaced, kind of just like ouch on a team that she was a founder of. Ouch. By a, a villain who murdered people. Ouch. By, by Harley Quinn. Who, for some reason, Ouch. isn't in jail. Ouch. <laughs> so, yeah, this is tough. Um, I don't think I'm going to be reading this series because well, I'm not. it's just, you know, Harley Quinn. If it was a regular Birds of Prey, I would highly consider it. But, I don't know, without Barbara, it's not the same for me. Yeah, I feel like um, anyway, in better news, uh, Black Adam is getting a Year of the Villain issue spinning out of Batman Superman. Uh, so I guess Shazam is going to be sticking around a little bit on Batman Superman if his villain is getting oh, like, yeah, a spin off from it. Okay, that's cool. I didn't think of I that. Didn't, I, I didn't read who who will be writing it, but I'm assuming Joshua Williamson is spinning out of Batman Superman. But we'll have to see about that. But yeah, so Year of the Villain stuff happening later this year. Awesome. Um, Batman, remember when he punched Tim Drake in Batman number 70, 72 or 3? Uh, remember when he punched Tim Drake and Hunter and I were horrified? Like, how could you do this? For well, those who don't know, yeah, Batman straight up punched Tim Drake because he was having like a panic attack. And Tim's just like, it's okay, Batman. It's We're here for you. We're family. And Batman just straight up like clocked him across the face. We're like, Rah! I can't remember what he said, but he yelled it. So he's like, Rah! And the issue ended, and then everyone was like, oh, next issue's going to be, like, Red Robin versus Batman, and then the next issue's, like, three months later, or something like that. It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, Tom King at San Diego Comic-Con at his panel uh, was talking about how that that punch will play, or Tim Drake, rather. Well, yeah, punching Tim Drake will play a huge role <laughs> in the city of Bane. And uh, Tim will appear in issue number 76, and the punch will be addressed in issue 81. It will be addressed um, in 76? Oh my god, no, King, you're so slow. You know how Tom King likes to make us wait. Um, what do you think of all that? I'm glad he's... I'm glad it's getting addressed, at least. It's not going to be ignored like I thought it was. Uh, yeah. Tim Drake playing a role in City of Bane? I like that. With uh, Red Hood kind of being an outlaw right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Dick Grayson getting, you know, ricked, ricked in the head. Uh, yeah. Damien kind of being with the Teen Titans all the time. It seems like Tim Drake is one of the characters that Tom King is respectfully putting in Gotham City. I guess not respectfully, but a Bat Family member, a Robin, being put in Gotham City. So at least he's being used since Gotham's kind of being under, con- not so under control right now. So I'm okay with yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's a long time to wait. 81 seems like it's forever away, but we'll see. Um, speaking of Tom King, Tom King's new series is pretty much confirmed. Uh, him and Mitch Gerards uh, worked together on the like three-time Eisner winner, Mr. Miracle, which is beloved by many. I haven't read it, but I've been planning to. It's in trade, and I will buy it one of these days. Hunter I, owns it. Yeah, I own it. It is fantastic. I haven't actually finished it, but I will oh. by the time the next episode is out. I've been waiting. I'm going on a road trip this week, so I've been waiting to read it in the car when I'm not driving. Really? You could read in the car? I don't know. I can't read in the car. It makes me feel well, like not nauseous. when I'm driving. Oh, it, nah, oh you I mean, even feel... as a passenger. Oh, yeah. I actually, I drove, I was on a road trip for three, three hours today, and I was reading the entire time. Like, no mm-hmm. nausea or anything like that. Huh, Interesting. Yeah, fun fact. Doesn't work for me. But anyway, uh, um, Tom King and Mr. Rods are a dynamite team together. They are like best friends in real life, which I think is really awesome. I love some of their Twitter interactions. They call each other nerds all the time, which is awesome. <laughs> um, they're getting a new series, which has been heavily teased. And he said that that one issue of Heroes in Crisis was uh, like it had a reference to it. And a lot of people have been thinking Adam Strange because Adam Strange was in three different titles at once. He was in Heroes in Crisis, The Green Lantern, and um 
something else. Superman or action? No, action. Action. No, yeah. Superman. No, no, Superman. He was no, I think Superman. it was Superman when the when the yeah when the Earth like disappeared in the yeah. Phantom Zone. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we were like, that's a lot of Adam Strange exposure out of nowhere, and um, now Mr. Rod's post some stuff with Adam Strange, so it's pretty much confirmed that that's what their next twelve issue series is going to be about. Uh, what are your thoughts? I don't care about um, Adam Strange, but. That being said, I didn't care about Vision, and I love the 12-issue series by Tom King. Um, I know a lot of people didn't care about Mr. Miracle, but a lot of people did care about him after the 12 issues. So maybe yeah. King has a talent for taking characters who nobody cares about and making us care about him. I'm similar. Like I didn't really care about Vision until I read Tom King's series. I do like Mr. Miracle. He's in Dark Side War. So <laughs> I really like him, and I like, this, I like a series so far a lot. Mitch and Tom are really good together and Mitch's art has really grown on me the past year. I think he's honestly one of the best DC comic artists in the business right now. I would love for him to be on Nightwing when he gets his you know his memories back one day. So interesting. Yeah, I, I think he's really good and I don't care about Adam Strange at all, but I'll be reading the series. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. It? Um it's probably something that I'll trade weight. Because I like to trade weight, although I've been trade waiting Mr. Miracle for so long, like I might as well just get it. Yeah, <laughs> I promise. I'll, I promise I'll get Mr. Miracle soon. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Tom King new series. It'll probably be an Eisner Award winner because he seems to pull in Eisners a lot. I think he got like four today. So good for Tom King. Um, anyway, on the oh, there's also uh, a new twelve issue maxi series uh, written by Dan Didio. Actually, uh, Your it's called boy. Metal Men. <laughs> my boy, uh, Metal Men, who appeared in the New 52, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, they're in the um, New 52. They're in Omega Men. They're in Justice League for a little yeah. bit. They're yeah. Metal Men and one woman. Yeah. And um, they're going to be introducing a new character in this 12-issue series, which will be Nth Metal Man, which is Nth Metal is like what uh, Hawkgirl's like, mace is made of. So It's like the strongest metal in the DC Universe. It's uh, DC's Vibranium, I guess you could say. Yeah, and Nth Metal's been actually pretty big in the Snyder Justice League series, so... Yeah, pretty much. So that's interesting. This feels like an Nth Metal... Metal Men could be... Have potential to be one of the strongest DC characters ever. Yeah. Because Nth Metal uh, is basically indestructible. So. Yeah, and I think the last thing that Dan actually wrote was Sideways, which I've heard a lot of great things about. Which was gotta get the trade, yeah. I do. I gotta get the trades too. I've heard that. I've heard they're really good. Uh, but yeah, so he's gonna be writing Metal Men. Do you plan to read this or no? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I have to <laughs> read into the solicitations. I might pick up the first issue, see how I like it. I think Dan Didio is mm. a talented writer, and the Nth Metal Man. It is a super cool concept in my opinion so but the metal mm. one in general i just was like kind of like nah, you know i don't really care for you so i don't yeah. know i don't know we'll yeah. see um on the marvel side of things uh mary jane is getting her own miniseries what do you know lois lane could do it so could mary jane uh mary jane will be getting six issues spinning out of her new uh, basically, the story that happened in Amazing—the <clears throat> story that happened in Amazing Spider-Man number twenty-five. Oh, where she's becoming an actress uh, where she's going to be going an actress, and she's going to be starring in Mysterio's movie, which she does unbeknownst to her that it's Mysterio. Uh, so it's going to be spinning out of that, and it'll be running like concurrently with the Amazing Spider-Man series. So I guess the stories will kind of tie together. Uh, Mary Jane, I don't know. I felt like she wasn't big enough to carry her own miniseries, but maybe she is. I saw a lot of comic fans buzzing about this. So, are yeah. you going to be getting it? Um, I don't know. I mean, if it's along with the Amazing Spider-Man story, I guess. I, I guess I got to read more of the solicitations and what's going on with it. But I mean, I think it has potential. But I don't know. It's not, it's not, it didn't like jump off me like, wow, Mary Jane. Like, I don't know. It's kind of just, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't plan on going to reading it. I don't know. I like my superhero comics to be superhero comics. That's why I'm not reading yeah, I mean, Lois I'm, Lane right I, now. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be reading Lois Lane in trade. I heard Lois Lane number one was great, and I also plan to read Jimmy Olsen in trade. So I heard Jimmy Olsen number one is weird. <laughs> well, I mean, based on every Jimmy story we've gotten, I know it's going to be weird. And the way Matt Fraction writes, I know it was going to be weird. So oh, yeah. it's like Silver Age cheesy fun. But uh, 
Yeah. Uh, also, because Marvel just likes to announce Spider-Man stories like there's no tomorrow, uh, there's going to be six comics that are spinning out of the Spider-Verse because when a movie makes a lot of money, you know, comics try to cash in on some of that dough. Yeah. Uh, and one of those, they didn't really give any details on the comics, but um, they will continue the story of Miles that we saw in the Spider-Verse film. And one of the Spider-Man that they had on the cover uh, actually kind of looks like um, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man in the logo a little bit. I don't know if it actually is, but kind of reminded me of it. Um, That's cool. But yeah, so it's going to be a series called Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'll probably check it out, I think. Yeah, I mean, um, I thought they would save this for like a movie, but yeah, not. I kind of wish it was being saved for a movie, but I'll, I'll check it out. I'm just wondering, is this all going to be canon to like the movie verse? But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, me too. <laughs> Any other? Was there another Spider-Man news at all? I remember Marvel was teasing 2099 on their Instagram with the. Um, I quote. think a 2099 series might be in the process of being announced, although I didn't hear anything officially, so. Okay, Maybe well, not. Spider-Man 2099 was, uh, appeared in Spider-Man number 25 two weeks ago, and Marvel posted on their Instagram recently, you can check it out, where it says, uh, 80 years ago, it was 1939, 80 years from now, it is 2099, and that was it, so it's like, oh, 2099, and of course, it's Marvel Space, so every single comic's like, 2099, coming to the MCU, what? But <laughs> it's clearly a comic thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Patrick Gleason tweeted about it. He's the one who drew the uh, page from Amazing Spider-Man 25, but I don't remember what the tweet said, but perhaps 2099 could be getting a new series. I'd read it. I honestly would. Yeah, right. I think 2099 is one of the most interesting of the Spider-Man, so... Yeah, besides Peter Parker, but yeah. I'd, I'd be curious. Cool. Is, did we make it? Is that it? Yeah, I think I think that's all the comic news. Oh my god, we made it. San Diego Unless Comic-Con. Unless I'm missing something big. But yeah, San Diego Comic-Con was huge. Um, it's like Christmas for nerds. And uh, I know Hunter and I enjoyed it. Um, it's still going on, though. It's still happening. It's still going on. You still got a few more days. But we got to get a podcast out for you, the people. You, the listeners. Heck and yeah. You guys listen to the podcast for the comics. So let's get to the comics. Uh, like Hunter mentioned at the beginning of the episode, there were two big comics that we wanted to go over this week. Kind of a slow week of comics. But uh, what we did get was pretty big. Uh, Batman number 75 and Aquaman number 50, both anniversary type issues. So I think they were both bigger. I, Batman was definitely bigger. I think Aquaman was a bit bigger. Uh, Aquaman did more than Batman, I would say. But Batman. Uh, no, no, I'm saying. Uh, I'm, I'm saying page wise. Oh, page wise. Yeah, they're both pretty. I'm just thick. guessing it was a little bigger. Batman seventy five felt kind of thick, and I know it was an extra dollar, so I think there was more pages. But yeah, they're both um, thick boys. Anyway, we'll start with Batman seventy five, and then I'll let Hunter recap Aquaman fifty. Yeah, we'll do like quick recaps here. Aquaman. We'll keep the episode um, around an hour. Yeah, as we always do. Except for next week. <laughs> Came out like an hour and 40 minutes, but I think you're going to like it because it's an interview. Anyway, um, Batman number 75. Um, so we start with two detectives going down the street. And who are they but the Riddler and the Joker? Um, okay. I'll get into my um, book in a bit. Okay, I'll get into it right now. Hold on. I got to let this off. I don't like ahead. when Joker is used as a side character. And in this case, he uh-huh. feels like a side character. I understand the story is about Bane controlling Gotham City and all the criminals, but I feel like Joker's one of those criminals that if he's not if he's not being used, make him disappear, make Batman not know where he is, make the whole world not know where he is, and then appears out of nowhere with a plan. But in this case, he's just a side character, and he's just working together with Riddler. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Anyways, you can continue. I'll just say. Like, <laughs> um there's like a murder of two what looks like costumed heroes and um it's they're alluding that harvey did it uh two-face and um they're saying like all the signs are there twos and yeah i don't know they're like a detective squad of riddler and joker so they call it into the commissioner who is commissioner hugo strange so uh they put the bat logo on and in the sky and batman comes in but it's not our batman it is thomas wayne the the Flashpoint Batman. And, uh, yeah, he has his own version of Alfred, but it's like a chubby guy with glasses. Hey, hey, chubby guy with glasses. Do you you not know who this is? Mm, Ventriloquist. 
Is it really? Yeah, it's the Batman villain with the puppet. Yeah, no, I mean, I know who that is. I didn't realize that was him, though. Yeah, that's Oh, that him. explains all the stuttering. Hmm. Yeah, and how he li- has a voice in his head. <laughs> huh, I didn't put that together. Yeah. Well, uh, but anyway, um, Thomas Wayne is set up in the Batcave, and he's uh, watching. He was, like, on the screen of the two heroes that were dead. So uh, it looks like he'll be going after Harvey. And, uh, oh, wow, so Ventriloquist is the butler, and... Um, you see some like hypnosis type stuff going on for him. Yeah, so calm ventriloquist down because he needs his hypnosis, otherwise he uh, goes crazy and kills whoever he sees. Yeah, Um, Harvey has two of everything because they're obsessed with twos, and um, he has two henchmen who are Solomon Grundy, and I have no idea who the other guy is. It's like another big brute. He looks like Weapon H from Marvel. Without the claws. Oh, the the yeah, the Hulk and Wolverine crossover. Um, yeah. Anyway, Thomas Wayne crashes the Batmobile into Harvey's building, and Harvey yells no. And um, he's yeah, he's like fighting off with them, and he's waiting on the ETA of something, and some like purple light comes in, and it's his Robin, which is Gotham Girl. So basically, imagine Supergirl, except if she uses her power, she dies. But she's using her powers here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this was announced a while ago that this was going to be, like, his sidekick, so I wasn't surprised, but, uh, yeah, interesting to see them together. She has a cool and, new suit. It's, like, purple and black. Yeah, yeah well, the, it kind of reminds me of, like, spoiler in a way, like, with the purple, so. Oh, blonde hair. That's and, I, yeah, yeah that's, why I, that's why I kind of dig it. Uh, but she's fighting off against um, the big brute, who we have no idea what his name is, and um, <laughs> he's, like, thinking that she doesn't fans. have any powers, and she talks about how she has laser beam eyes and cuts off his hand, and yeah pretty gross um i hate her dialogue here i hate it <laughs> so much laser beam eyes check like it seems like tom king's just like how do you do fellow kids i wrote a teenager <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll read some of it have you heard about my brother and my parents that's so drama like so much drama i mean they're all dead so that's like worse than by a lot so much like so much drama so i have this dilemma or like stop stop <laughs> Uh, I don't like it. She it's she says read. <laughs> she says drama a lot. I'm just realizing she says it like nine times. <laughs> How do you do, fellow kids? Wait, teenagers have drama in their lives. Um, Harvey Dent is ready to uh, kill himself as like uh, you can't take me. I'll kill myself. Well, he doesn't is, say that. He says I'll kill Harvey. Yeah, he'll kill Harvey. Was, yeah, that's I thought that was a good line. Two Face will kill Harvey, but um, he. Uh, Batman brings up how Joker told the same story, and um, I guess this connects to Batman number like forty-eight, like right before the wedding when they're in the church and he's threatening to kill himself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was forty-nine, wasn't it? Oh, uh, forty. It was close to the wedding, but yeah, Tom King time back to his own story. Uh, but this Batman throws uh, a battering at him and it hits Harvey right in the eye, which is really gross. Um. Anyway, uh, he brings Harvey who's like kind of like the Harvey side is dead now and uh, Hugo's like yeah you killed Harvey and he's like well he only wanted Two-Face so there you go so uh, yeah that's yeah. interesting I don't know I, like I didn't really get much out of this like what if Thomas Wayne was the Batman um, he it was, just like, seems like a brutal Batman but Batman yeah. sometimes has um, already he, written this brutal so yeah uh, he, he meets up with Alfred and Alfred talks about how Bruce is going to come back and he's going to return, which is kind of cool. It's nice to see Alfred believing in him. Uh, meanwhile, um, he has a the great mask? line there. Like Alfred's uh, line. Which right. one? It's where he says, uh, he will return. I'm very sorry. He says, yes, well, I too am sorry, Thomas. And Thomas is like, how? What? You do? What do you have to be sorry for, Alfred? The T? And Thomas is like, no, Thomas, I'm sorry. Or, I mean, Alfred is like, no, Thomas, I'm sorry for what he's going to do to you when he returns. So yeah. it's like, God damn, he, he Bruce will come back Bruce. with a vengeance. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the, the psycho pirate is coming to Harvey to kind of hypnotize him, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and then we get um, a panel of uh, Joker and Riddler at their desk, and they have a Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh, 
little nod there because the desk says Detective Santiago and Detective Peralta, who are the two main characters of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and Joker and Riddler rode over that. Uh, but anyway, um, Bruce's story in this is he's hiking up like a snowy mountain to go find his sensei, I guess. I, I wonder if that's the one from one of the earlier Batman issues. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Using it with Detective. I but. remember. I'm also either thinking it's either that or it's the person who trained Batman, one of the people that trained Batman to fight. Yeah. Back when, uh, but when he gets up there, like two kids knock him out, which I didn't really get what that story was, but um, it's he's more found, like, like it looks like Catwoman. I don't read Catwoman, maybe it ties into that. Yeah, but he's found by Catwoman. So Catwoman and Batman finally get a reunion after 25 issues. God, this has been taking forever. Um, and then, <laughs> um, yeah, just some more Gotham stuff. Uh, you see the pig guy. Um, what's the pig guy's name? Professor Pig. Uh, Professor Pig. He, like, kills a civilian in a cop uniform. It's really gross. Um, and Hush is there as, like, a special detective and Mad Hatter and Atomic Skull and Killer Croc. Like, they're all cops. So, DCPD, a little corrupt. Anyway, uh, Bane and Bane gets the offer from Lex Luthor, like everyone did in every DC comic issue in the next Ever. Like, few weeks. Um, and, yeah, um Bane basically declines Lex. Yeah, Bane, everyone's saying Bane basically gives, or I mean, Lex has been giving all these villains offers, and Bane's just like, "No, nah, I'm good." If you want, yeah, you want to read it together. Yeah, we can. Conversation because uh, I thought Bane the conversation Weiner. was well. Yeah, it was well written. I uh, be who you want, whoever you want. Do you want to um, do a Luchador voice, the, or do you want me to? <laughs> I'll 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 take Lex. But where do you want to start from? Um. From the, like beginning, the, the beginning, we could, yeah, like we could okay. crank this on a minute. <clears throat> okay, <clears throat> so I guess paint the white panels. Um. Oh, okay. Oh no, and no, the, no. Uh, never mind. It's Lex is the white. Panels. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure Lex is the white panel. Okay, and yeah. Then, uh, so you start. Yes, yeah, I am now uh, Bane. I am now Bane. Oh God. <laughs> um, I'm Lex Luthor. Uh, I did not think you would accept. Everyone else, yes, but you, sir, with respect, you seem too proud. I am Bane, and all of that. Pride can be weakness. I am many things, but I am never weak. No. No, I, I mean, I can see that you're not. And as much as I ask you, as I've asked others, how may I provide what you require? The bat is broken. The villains of this city are quieted. They are mine. With them, I will finally bring peace to Gotham. That is a tall order, my friend. Forgive me if I have my doubts. All can be doubted, but I am Bane. <laughs> yes, well, tell that to the Justice League when they find out about your bat and your villains. I doubt they'll agree. I can keep them out with strength and mercy to innocence. I defeated the bat. They will be easier, but I would like more than strength. I would like an understanding with your government to make this easier. An understanding? I don't think I understand. Gotham is a stain on your country, your politicians, your government. They want war here to end. Wants to boast that is defeated. The evil, finally. Hmm. You bring peace to the city, to Gotham, our ongoing national embarrassment, and exchange the U.S. sets up walls, laws, concedes your power here. Makes it illegal for any man, any hero, to try to earth up your rightful justice? Yes. Done. But in doing so, I ask something in return. Nothing hard, just something true. An answer to a question that vexes me. Of course. You have shown quite a bit of competent, uh, confidence. One might even say talent. You control Psycho Pirate, perhaps the most powerful weapon ever conceived. You can control every person instead of just villains. You could have the world. You could, you shouldn't, but you could challenge me for dominance, at least how I used to be. And yet this is all you ask, Gotham? Why compromise for this? Why bargain for understanding? Why? This country, this planet, this universe is all perpetually at risk. Another crisis coming, an impossible evil offering invitable death. And who? Time after time, every time. Who greets this threat? Plans, executes, overcome this. Impossible. Ah, I see. And yet, 
despite this success, all the worlds saved? What has he never accomplished? What is the one thing in the entire universe that the Batman cannot control? You have done what he could not. You can have your multiverse, your conquering. You tread where many have trodden. You will fail as many have failed. Though, I do wish you good fortune, Luther. I respectfully disagree, but nonetheless, thank you. And I? I'll have this. That which no man has ever claimed. This city. His city. I see. Oh, you know, this is you. Oops. Oh, that's you. That's Oh, yeah. Nope. You're right. <laughs> I see. I see you are right, sir. All can be doubted. All but Bane. Boom! Subscribe to my YouTube chills. channel. I do Project Doomsday where I do voice acting thing. <laughs> chills. Literal chills. Um, yeah, that was um, that was good dialogue. I, I'll give Tom King credit where credit is due. I thought that was really well written. I think rereading it there made me like it even more and understand it a bit yeah, more too. So it seems that Luther is making sure no one could enter Gotham to stop this. Yeah, it'll kind of be like how in No Man's Land, the government kind of just concede, uh, considered it a No Man's Land and didn't let any government relief in there. Or like how in uh, Batman Zero Year, how Riddler put a force field around Gotham. So, yeah. yeah, it makes sense. So, yeah. But, yeah, I actually like reading it in a two-person. They made me understand it more hearing it from, like, two different voices. So. Yeah, me too. I messed up at one point, and you hesitated, but you kept going. I appreciate that. <laughs> he says all but Bane on I am Bane. I messed up. Yeah. We, we good, but though. We, we good. Uh, but yeah, no, I like the way that came out. And I hope you, the listener, helped. I liked how that came out. Um, what do you rate this issue of Batman? I liked it a lot. I I actually thought it was good rereading it then. I mean, the Flashpoint stuff is all right, but I like the ending a lot. So I give it a ye old 7.5. Yeah, I'm at like 6.5 to 7. Um, I didn't really care for like the villains are cops now and um, Thomas is Batman. Yeah. And the Catwoman reunion. I don't know. It, it didn't like make me jump. Like it was kind of just like, oh, okay, it's there. But yeah. I do like that ending. So. Yeah. We're over an hour, but hey, go over Aquaman 50 because right. it's a tremendous issue from what I'm hearing. I could do it really quickly, like just summarize it. Basically, when we left, Aquaman <laughs> disappeared. He was presumed dead to the entire world. He was actually in another dimension, as far as I know. Uh, he came back, and he came back on a ship, uh, like a Viking-looking ship, with uh, some uh, some gods with him. I don't know why he brought the gods. I don't get that, but he did. <laughs> He's like, here's some gods from another dimension. I'm bringing them here. And uh, they went to a, a Mester Bay which is uh, Aquaman's home. They went to his lighthouse. And uh, Aquaman arrived, and as soon as like he arrived, police showed up, press showed up, the entire world was filming this. It was on TVs everywhere that Aquaman is back. He's alive. Um, and immediately, first person shows up as Wonder Woman. She flies in to go see Arthur. She goes inside the lighthouse, police let her in, and she starts talking to Arthur, being like, thank God you're alive. Tula's also in this. And um, Aquaman... Little Jason Momoa here, not gonna lie. <laughs> like he, he's eating cereal and he's saying how much he loves cereal and how much he missed it. And it's like, okay, man. And Wonder Woman's just kinda like, Hey, we, we thought you were dead and now you're back and they're just kinda having this nice conversation about what they're gonna do now. Uh she mentions that Aquaman looks a lot stronger than he used to. It looks like he's been through a lot. He's got tattoos now, which was explained. It's not just Jason Momoa stuff, and they look different from Jason's. I think they look pretty good. I will defend this, but uh, just quickly flipping through. For the most part, Aquaman's story is just he's back. Wonder Woman's filling him in on what's happened since he was gone, and Aquaman is ready to join the league again. Um, as far as the gods that Aquaman brought, they decided to keep him in this lighthouse that's near Nestor Bay. It's abandoned. Apparently, the person who uh, built it disappeared one day. No one knows where he went clearly like setting up for something but the gods are gonna be staying in this uh lighthouse for now to until they get used to earth and learn their ways uh another story is mura mura a little spoiler from issue 49 big reveal is that she's pregnant and she told arthur before he disappeared a few months ago so she's already starting to show that she's slightly pregnant here and uh atlantis has noticed atlantis now knows that she is pregnant um there's even a funny line where vocals like we know you're pregnant she's like who told you she's like and Volko says, anyone who has eyes told me. And because it's clearly showing. Uh, Mura is Queen of Atlantis, and she's really mad that Arthur 
kind of when she told him she was that she was pregnant he kind of just walked away and then the war happened and he disappeared so she's like oh she hears arthur's back and she's like he'll call he'll call if he needs to see me and then it cuts to a panel of arthur one woman saying are you gonna see murrah and arthur says she'll call if she needs to see me so they're having a bit of an argument and they don't want to see each other uh volko on the other hand says uh well, you need to marry someone, Mura. Like, we need a royal wedding so there could be a king of Atlantis and a queen of Atlantis. She's, she's like, okay, fine. I'll marry you, Volko. And she announces that to Atlantis, that is going to marry Volko, which is really weird. Which makes Willem Dafoe go, hello, my dear. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a layered but reference right there. <laughs> clearly, Mura is planning something. I don't think she's actually going to marry Volko. And this might just be something to make Arthur jealous. Or she's actually planning something that's better written. So we'll see. Uh, the end of the series has some twists where a police officer that's with uh, Aquaman and Mura at the time, um, she gets a phone call from uh, the police station. And she's like, oh, uh, it's for you. And gives the phone to Arthur. And Arthur's like, uh, hello? And this person talking, I'll read the panel real quick, says, Aquaman? Oh, man, I can't believe I got to you. Boy, you have no idea how happy I am to hear your voice. Is this really you? I mean, we haven't met, so I guess that's kind of a weird thing to say. Sorry, this isn't how I wanted this to go, like, at all. And Arthur's like, uh, who is this? He says, oh, uh, right. My name is Jackson Hyde, sir, and I'm truly sorry to bother you, but I didn't have anyone else to call. And it shows Aqualad, for the first time in forever, being, uh, arrested (laughs) in a police station. But Aqualad's back. He's got, uh, more of a hairstyle like his pre-flashpoint, where it's longer hair and it's black hair, not blonde. And, yeah, he's coming to Aquaman title finally. For those who don't know, he hasn't actually met Aquaman in the comics yet. So, he's met Garth. So, he has the official title because Garth gave him the title. But he hasn't met Aquaman yet. Until now. Um, the very final is like a finale. shows Luther's little drone thing flying around in a submarine uh, looking for someone. And it's like there's dead bodies in the submarine. It lands and says, you look good for a dead man. And then it shows uh, Black Manta standing there. And oh. so, yep, Black Manta's back. He was also assumed dead. And he's, Black Manta says, Lex Luthor. Luthor says, a ship full of firepower. No yours. Just hear my offer. And Black Manta says, can't wait to find out what you think would make a, me do a deal with you again. And Luthor says, how about this? You failed to avenge your father's death because you haven't had the chance, means to do it. And I can deliver that in the most brutal and satisfying way possible. I can let you kill Aquaman. And he says, I'm listening. So, Black Manta's back. Hmm. And that's the issue. And that's the show, I guess. Yeah, I know, that's interesting. Um, this was a big week of news, San Diego Comic-Con. Still yeah. trips me out that, like, San Diego Comic-Con, we made an episode last year for San Diego Comic-Con. It's like episode nine of the podcast, and now that we're so far, like, we've really grown oh, yeah. up. Yeah, we um, have. <laughs> We're big enough. Uh, yeah, I don't want to listen to any of those old episodes because I'm fear that I'm going to cringe at the quality. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, thank you for listening to an episode of Hero Story. Uh, we appreciate a five star review on iTunes. It does help with the rankings. I would like love to see us in like the top 200 rankings, even if we were like 197. It would just be cool to be ranked. So help us out with the ratings. Five stars would be appreciated. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah. We also appreciate your follow and subscribe anywhere that you uh, listen. Spotify, and, um, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Anchor, kind of. Yeah, and um, yeah, in a few days, the Scott Lobdell interview will be out. We recorded it. We really like the way it came out. More will be coming on Instagram. And uh, yeah, can't wait for you guys to listen. So. Yeah, check out next week for our interview where he gives away a bit of uh, flash forward spoilers, <laughs> but in an exciting way. In an exciting way, yep. So uh, I can't wait for you guys to listen to that. Anyway, for a Hero Story, I'm JD. And I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>